Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre news, theatre reviews and theatre themed booze. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. We've got two amazing shows this week. We went to see Legally Blonde the Musical, new production staged at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre and we went to see very exciting Punch Drunk brought their new show The Burnt City to London, the first time here for nine years. Two very different shows, two very exciting shows. And I'll tell you right now, guys, they're rave reviews. It's we're we're pumped. Yeah, they were both. So we've had such a good week of theatre. Like it's in, they're both incredible shows. I can't wait to talk about them. Before we get to our reviews, which we're really excited to talk about, let's do your top tip of a new show that people should be booking ASAP. Well, my top tip this week I had to read about on our very own Instagram feed. So it's my top tip. Well, I was I was shocked when somebody was like, "Oh my god, you're going to see my neighbourhood, my neighbour Totoro." Say it again. My neighbour Totoro. I was shocked when somebody said to me, oh, you're going to see my neighbour Totoro. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, it's on your Instagram. And I was like, oh, I had to look. And then I thought, wow, you've booked something without me. I booked that without In your me. defence, I yeah. understand because you would, like, this isn't something that's really in my kind of... No, and I booked it with Rory because we had watched some of the studio Ghibli films last year. So oh. we were like, let's go see that. Yeah, and I haven't seen any of these um, anime films. Um, the most famous one that I've heard of, though, is Spirited Away. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Studio Ghibli is a... Um, a Japanese animation house who made films from, I think, from the 80s onwards. Um, all the films are on Netflix. They've got like a, you know, they've got, they oh, did cool. a deal with Netflix, so all of the Studio Ghibli the kind of films on are on there. Exactly. Okay, well, the Royal Shakespeare Company are premiering this production at the Barbican, and it has broken the Barbican's box office record. Oh, wow. Do you know what the, the second production that is the most popular? Was it Matilda? It was... 2015 Benedict Cumberbatch oh. Hamlet. Um, so it, it went on. It, it went on public booking. It was really hotly anticipated. Oscar got tickets. I didn't. Then I went on today, and it's it's selling like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. It opens October this year, October 22 and two. The official opening night is on the 18th of October. It's going to have a live score, which will feature the music from the from the film by pronunciation is terrible here. Joe Hisahi Hisa, Hisashi. Hisashi. Right in. And the tickets for the performance are from October through to the 23rd of January. It's quite a long run. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's a really long run. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. But it is selling really fast. Yeah. So get on it, people. Yeah. And the tickets are, they range in price. You got your tickets in the upper circle sides for £27.50. I went cheapies. Yeah, they were all gone when I went. I was literally left with £67 or £50 and I went Mm -hmm. £50 on the side. Yeah. Barbican's a really good modern theatre. That's true. Yeah. Um, You'll get a good value for your seat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I kind of, I was tempted to go for more expensive ones, but I thought, no, I'll just get cheapies because they do actually offer a pretty good view. I'm on the side, but that's kind of fine. So this is one of those shows that I don't really know anything about. I'm not even that excited to see it, if I'm t- totally honest. But the fact that it's nearly sold out and that people yeah. were well, clamouring think... for this made me want to book it. Yeah, and it's I'm a now huge crossover watch... of the movie fans and also just RSC doing an adaptation of the musical, Matilda was such a big hit. I feel like those two things. So what I'm going to do is, now that I've sort of jumped on the bandwagon of the hysteria of it all, I'm going to watch the, the film. Yes. Oh, it's a really good film. It's one I've not seen that much Studio Ghibli. I've seen five or six films of theirs, but that one is probably the best. It's kind of, it is a really great film. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. So if you'd like to go and see My Neighbour Totoro, go onto the Barbican website, book your tickets, 
jump on the bandwagon like I did, and then watch the film on Netflix. So yeah, that was my top tip. Well, your top tip. My top. Whatever. We're the same person. Yeah, very excited for that. I'll just say here that if anyone can hear like a whirring in the background, that's Alice's washing machine. It's a white load of. You're doing doing whites. Doing some whites. Mini load, 40 degrees, got my laundry egg in. <laughs> oh yeah, you use your egg. My jade egg is in with my laundry egg. <laughs> Inspired by Michelle Gundahin. Get off following Michelle Gundahin on Instagram. Do you put any like, do you use a vanish for your whites? Um, Keep those I white. use a Ecova white bleach. Just socks. add in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. interesting. More on that later. <laughs> It'll, the, it's only a, like a one, in, one hour, 30 minute cycle. So by the time this is done, I'll let you know. Fine. So that's what that noise is, if you can hear it. So let's move on to our first review then. Oh my God, oh my God, are we going to talk about Legally Blonde? That is no totally the melody, it's no totally the lyrics, no, you you've got it you bang on. Legally Blonde fans, no. I'm sure, will be just thinking like, wow, she really got it. Oh my God, I can't. Oh my God, you guys. guys yeah. So we went to see Legally Blonde. Oh my God, you guys. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> this is based on, obviously, the film that we grew up watching, the Reese Witherspoon film we absolutely loved. They made a Broadway musical of it in, I want to say, 2007? 2000? No, 2004? I can't remember. No, 2007. And then it came to the West End. We didn't go and see it. We turned our nose up at it. We weren't really that fast. Although was, that was 2009. We were not going to as much theatre back then, generally. But yes, we were kind of like, musical adaptation of a movie. It's not really like it's not our fast. thing. So we, we didn't go. Um, we've since listened to the soundtrack and it's kind of... It's got some real poppy, fun hits on it, and we've since become fans, especially from listening to Elaine Page on Sunday. She plays it a lot. So when the new production was announced at the Regent Park Open Air Theatre, we booked tickets. I think we booked our tickets last year. And we booked them for early in the run. We were like, we need to get in there. We want to be there when it opens. And this musical, um, I should say, lyrics and music by husband and wife, um, Lawrence O'Keefe and Nell Benjamin. This production... Wait, her name's Nell? Nell, yeah. Oh, right, Nell. Who said Neil? No, Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe. Although, if it was Neil, two men could be married, Alice. No, you said husband and wife. Oh, yeah, I did say husband and wife. Yeah, and I was thinking thinking him and Neil. I was like, what? No, Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe did music and lyrics. And this production, excitingly, is directed by... Lawrence and Nell? (laughs) This production is directed by Lucy Moss, who co-created and co-directed Six. Six. Um, so that's very exciting because I think this is her first, I think she did like an online musical over lockdown that she directed, but this is her first big yeah. directing thing on stage that we've seen since Six, really. So that was really exciting. And because Six is so new and fresh and current, this seemed like a perfect fit because this is a kind of a youth musical, so to say. It's got like a big following of young people, but it is quite old now. It's more than 10 years old. So to kind of see what she would do with it in this modern setting, I we kind of knew she was going to do something interesting with it. And it stars Courtney Bowman, who was in Six, um, in one of the later casts, playing Anne Boleyn. And I think she had been in Everybody's Talking About Jamie. So that was very exciting casting that she was in it. Grace Moet, who we saw in the original Company of Six, also in it. Who was she? Um, Grace Moet played... <clears throat> which queen was she? Oh, no. No, who was she in... Oh, who Lynch? was she in this? Uh, she was Pilar, one of Elle's two best friends. Oh, okay. They were good. Yeah, so the, the whole casting in this is really interesting. A very diverse cast compared to the original production. Courtney Bowman is a woman of colour, which is... Um, Elle has always been played by a white, blonde actress. So that's very she diverse. She had bleached blonde braids, though, which yeah, I thought was very a very cool. Elle yeah. cool look. And there's also a lot of trans actors and non-binary actors in this 
production which you'd kind of expect from Lucy Masters. Yeah, when you looked at very... when you looked at Elle with all her friends, they were all shapes, colours, sizes. Yeah, and it's it got was like a real... really like cool, wasn't it? Yeah, the whole show's got a very queer sensibility, which I thought worked really well. I loved that. And this musical, which we have not seen before, but we've listened to soundtrack, it follows the film fairly closely. In yeah, it terms does. Of the storyline. It does. They don't change much. A few characters omitted here and there just for kind of to streamline the show. But all but the, the story like, is her getting engaged, bend and snap, all the of the sort case, of case, everything. It opens with her buying the dress and her trying to get ripped off by the sales girl. Yeah, you know, it's all the sort of the famous scenes are in it. Yes, and. The so like I said, the set is fully pink. The costumes are super pink. All the props are pink and glittery. They've updated it so they use iPhones in this production a bit more, which I thought worked really well. Like when she's I talking did. to her parents, they do it via FaceTime. FaceTime. I thought Courtney Bowman was who played L. Who played L was super likable. As like the film is anchored by Reese Witherspoon's charisma, and so you've got to have a charismatic lead in this. And I thought Courtney Bowman, even from our seats that were quite far away, you're out in the open air, so it's kind of a lot to contend with. Mm -hmm. I felt like she really drew you in with her sort of sweetness. Yeah, I did. But you know what? I don't really need a big character in this kind of musical because I just, it's so like sugary and sweet and camp. I really just want an amazing voice. Yes, and she sounded great. she sounded so good. It's like just how you'd hear it on a CD or a cast recording. She delivered the the sound. Like, it sounded great. Yeah, she sounded really, really fantastic. And I thought um, the other performance I thought was really good was Brooke, who is the character that's on trial for murder. Oh my God, let's talk about Brooke. She's a fitness instructor in the film. And Elle has seen her fitness videos and like got they helped her get in shape. And then, but in the show, they came out and they were skipping. It opens act two. And it's her workout routine and it's all done with skipping ropes. And the actress who played Brooke was Lauren Drew, who was also in Six, um, one of the later companies. I think we saw her when we went to see... yeah, last time we went to see it, she was in it. We did. Anyway. And she did this whole routine. And I was looking at them all and I thought, if one person messes up skipping, because they skipped yeah. for like three minutes solid. Yeah. If one of them goes, the whole thing's gone and everyone went wild. It was so good. But also to sing while doing it, it was so cool. Well, she was so... Somebody had to bring her on a bottle of water. Like, they've, they've yeah. put that as part of the stage actions because yeah. she was so out of breath. But during it, she just held it together so well. Oh, and she... I thought that number worked. I didn't even notice that she was singing and I just was like watching her skipping. Yeah, I think Lucy Moss has really done something quite radical. Firstly, just with the casting that it feels so like fresh and current. And I think having that casting made moments like there's a really funny song in the second act. About the gay? Yes. Which is a a scene from the film where Elle discovers that the pool boy that the prosecution is saying was having an affair with Brooke couldn't have been because he was gay. And in the film, it's because he spots her shoes. And so in this, there's a really funny song called Gay or European, where they're trying to work out, is he gay? Should we try and out him on the stand? Or is he European? Now, I feel like in 2022, that scene from the original could have sort of lost its kind of comedy because people are maybe a bit more sensitive now to like, well, is that funny to be speculating about someone's sexuality? Should we be outing someone on the True, stage? I suppose. And I feel like, I don't know if it was an added line, but just before the lead into that song, Callahan, the law professor, says, you know, we need to be sure before we pursue this, otherwise we just come off as being homophobic. I feel like they might have added that to acknowledge it. But then I feel like the production as a whole made it really funny because the whole production feels so queer that you know that to see a sort of very queer cast performing it made it feel like everyone's in on the joke. And at the end, when the two 
characters um, when his, you know, he says, oh, no, my boyfriend's name is and he's not my boyfriend. Yeah. And the boyfriend stands up and storms out. And then they, in this, they have a, a reunion where they actually kiss. kiss. But not like, a you know, that classic, you know, of time gone by musical theatre gay kiss where it's sort of the big over the top smush arm around the neck swooping down turn so you can't really see if they're doing it this was just a full on we're in a relationship a full on kiss just a normal romantic kiss he dips him they kiss on the mouth and that just felt like nice that kind of made the scene just feel funnier the whole thing felt inclusive we could laugh at it and I feel like that was part of the whole thing that that Lucy created they just totally went for it a little bit kind of Book of Mormony yeah the like, comedy, the the um the choreography of just the head movements, the shoulder shrugs, and him wearing that mesh shirt. Yeah, I mean, they really were like, if we're going to do this song, let's really do it to like. Yeah, really amp the comedy up, and I feel like Lucy Moss, as we know from Six, isn't really shy of going for sort of silliness, like mm-hmm. the silly fun of it all. Like Six never takes itself seriously, and nor did this, mm-hmm. in a way that didn't feel like they were just being stupid, but it just felt like they weren't taking it seriously, but it has a very light, fun feel to it, don't you think? You're making me want to watch it all over again. Mm. And we'll say that we went to an evening performance at the Regent's Park. We used to kind of favour the matinees we back did, in the day. because we were like, it's outdoors, we should be sat outside. Yeah, but actually, then one day we clocked... That when well, you see firstly, the... we sat in the sun one at matinee and my like skin was... Oh, you got burned. Burning. That was bad. That was bad. Watching you burn. Because I don't burn. I was just watching was you just and you were trying to, to get around. mum's scarf over your arms. And I was just like, yeah. this is so awful. So now we do evenings. And the great thing about evening is, is as the light dims, there kind of came a point in the production that was timed so perfectly when Elle discovers her inner strength. When she sings, what's the song where she finds out she's going to get the, the placement? So much better. So much better, exactly. At that point, the light had just, like, they'd timed it perfectly that suddenly you start to see the stage lights light up the set in a very pink, glowy way that at the beginning when the light, you know, it starts at 7.45, so they kind of deliberately started, I feel, a little bit later so that the lighting kind of times perfectly with it. So suddenly you get this effect where the whole stage lights up and then you're in the dark watching this pink brightly lit stage out in the middle of the park it's amazing that's what i always say to people now i'm like go in the evening because part of the budget of this show was spent on lighting yeah and if you go during the matinee you're not seeing any of that you don't get that it was fine for you're basically seeing actors on a stage with no with no effects and lighting is everything dark yes because even when it started you kind of feel a little bit like okay it's a bit odd watching something outside because the sound's a little different the lighting's a little different but as it gets dark it really starts to like come into its own and I thought, yeah, but I thought this whole performance was just great. Super fun, super queer, super silly, very Lucy Moss, very six. It worked for the audience. Everyone was oh, going absolutely well Speaking of wild the audience, the, so when you go to Regent's Park, you can go into the theatre, show them your seat, your tickets, and then they have picnic benches all around so you can have yes. picnics, you can bring wine, you can it bring food. It opens at 6.15 and the show starts at 7.45. So everybody was so in a good pic- hour and a half. Yeah, everyone was having picnics and I was looking around and I noticed all the girls, and all of the girls, a lot of girls are there wearing like appropriate outfits. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I was like, she's in head-to-toe pink. They're in, they're, all those girls are dressed oh, up. Themed. Yeah, yeah, and it is what, I did make me think like this would be a great like birthday present or a girls night out and i wish i dressed up well the intersection again is huge of the six fans the already existing legally blonde fans because it's got such a huge following it was just the perfect convergence in terms of like the creative teams and i think this show is just going to tick all the boxes for people who 
lovely Blondie, love Lucy Moss. It's just really updated it, made it feel current. Because there was a tour a couple of years ago that went around the UK. You don't want a show to kind of become that sort of slightly old-fashioned. I feel like the way hairspray... Like Grease? Like Grease, mm-hmm. like Hairspray, where you're like, they kind of keep it going, but it's always the same thing. This feels just different. It feels the way they did the two dogs, Bruiser and... I can't believe we haven't talked Paulette's about those dog. dogs. The dogs, that was done in such a fun way. That was so, like, inventive, so silly. Those costumes... They were amazing. Shout out to the costume designer, Jean Chan, because those yeah. costumes for those dogs are couture, editorial, fluorescent sensations. But also like a piss take of the movie Cats, you know, that like over oh, the top sexualized that cat. reference. They were kind of doing like a cat thing, I didn't but they get were that. dogs. You're so right. Yeah, I thought it was oh, just also should... silly. And oh, oh, I just wanted to pull you say your thing. Nadine yeah. Higgin, who played Paulette owner of one of the dogs i thought she was amazing oh Indeed, she her voice she was fantastic was like and her stage ooh, presence and her stage presence her uniqueness and her talent were there exactly again we we're saying the lead role's got to be kind of you've got to live up to that reese with a spoon a bit jennifer coolidge is now a gay icon and you've got to live up to her performance in the movie and she did a, a totally different thing to jennifer coolidge but she had real presence and she landed every single line she got. Like, she milked the comedy out of it. Oh, Big yeah, she's brilliant. Sass. I just wanted to say one more thing about the sets, which were by Laura Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. There was a bull... Um, what's it called? Like a paddling pool bull pit. Yeah. There were great props. The way that people walked up and down those stairs was amazing. The neon lights. But the only thing that we were thinking was odd was that the set has this sort of fringing all around it and underneath. And it wasn't until the interval that you said to me, is that supposed to be hair? Supposed to be hair? Like elves' hair, I those braids. Yeah. And we were like, that hasn't translated. No, and they would have been better off having... I real hair. Real hair, just real, real hair. braids hanging down, something. I feel I just didn't get what that pattern was supposed to be, that print on those um, hanging... So if you go and see it, the set is hair. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it's supposed yeah, to be, it right? Yeah, it is. You were right. Blonde hair. I just didn't... I didn't until you read. said that, I didn't read. I was like, exactly. But anyway. the set came alive when it went dark, I felt, and the oh, lights yeah. and something. Go see on. this show. Go see it at night. I know it's a risk booking things at Regent's Park opener because it, it, could is, it could rain. But honestly, just like take a pack of mac, have a picnic before. It's so And like fun. I said, because of the weather, people are like a bit scared to book in advance because you don't know what you're going to get. So if you look, I look today, there's tickets for this evening. Oh, so okay. Tickets tend to stay available, I feel like, until the day up when people hedge their bets. So you can kind of just decide on the day, look at the weather in the morning, feel like it's going to be a nice day, go well, see this after work. Let's tell the people where they should sit. Oh, yeah. Well, the cheap seats that we go in, you have to book early. They mostly go because we get really cheap seats that are a, had a slight obstruction of a bar. Um, How did you find the obstruction? It was okay. We moved in the interval because we sat. We saw a big, huge bank of empty seats. So we moved we into did. those, which was an upgrade, I must admit. But it, the bar never, never matters because it doesn't block any of the stage. It is just in your lower vision, but it doesn't block the actors for me. Okay, I'm the right height. Because I went and saw Evita. You're five yeah. nine, five eleven, five ten, something like that. Wait, are you? I think I'm five ten. I thought you were five eleven. No, I think that's just the height I pretend to be. But I think I'm five ten. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, I. Oh, I'm 5'4", but I pretend to be 5'5". Five five. <laughs> and sitting, like, right in the middle of that barrier, it's I, I, it kind of annoyed me for Evita. And that's why this time, if you're at the last seat on those discounted ones, yeah. you're only getting half of the barrier, and it was perfection. I don't think those are available. I think those go straight away because there's only, like, four of them above each walkway as you come in. So 
When I look today, the front row were reduced to £23, so I would recommend those. If you're under 18, they do a whole um, selection of cheap tickets for under 18s from £12.50 to £30 for the top price seats. So if you're under 18, you'll love the show for a start, and um, that's a great way to do it. But the top price seats are £65. You can get some really good seats for Fifty. Yes, I've just seen. I'm looking at the website now, and there are some really good seats for fifty five pounds for a Friday night performance. This show's worth fifty five pounds. Oh, it's it's a riot. It's really good fun. I want to go again. Yeah, I would definitely go again, and it's such a fun night out because you're in the park, you're in the open air. I think we should go before it closes. I'm ready to go again. It's good fun. It is. So if you'd like to go and see Legally Blonde at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, you've got till the 2nd of July and then it's closing. That's not that long. It's really not. Hurry, people. Honestly. It's a good one. It's fun. Let's do a cocktail, speaking of fun. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. So this cocktail is to accompany our next review, which is going to be of The Burnt City by Punch Drunk. So this is The Burnt City Margarita. Now, everyone who listens to this probably knows Margarita is probably our favourite cocktail, I would say. It's a classic. Um, So I thought, how can I make it Burnt City themed? Because I want a margarita. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd do a charred lime margarita. So all I did was charred some lime. So I did two (laughs) slices of lime, charred them on a griddle pan. Mm -hmm for garnish and then also got the lime halves halved a lime charred those as well before juicing them just to get that slightly charred taste and then also instead of just the standard tequila i added a little bit of mezcal mm-hmm. which has that smokiness yeah it's not for everyone that not for everybody i love a I bit know. of mezcal i know you don't love it as much but i only did a small bit this so, is a perfect amount i couldn't take much more yeah so i did about like i do margaritas basically on ratio so i do like two I do double measures, which is, what, 50 ml? Two measures tequila. Um, sometimes I do equal lime. Sometimes I do half lime. Depends how boozy you want it. I, I can, do equal you can do lime. 50, you do 50-50. Yeah, I do. Lime to tequila. Yeah. Then... Cointreau. Cointreau. Um, agave syrup, which I do... Half. Half. Yeah, half of each. Um, and then garnish with a salt rim. And today with our lovely... They um, look really cool. Yeah, burnt limes. I'll put a picture on our Instagram. So this is to go with our review of The Burnt City, which That's is the brand new show. That's how we roll show. on a Thursday night, you know? We this have, is how we do We it. just have margaritas with burnt lime slices in them. Mm. So let's talk about The Burnt City, which is the new production by Punch Drunk, the immersive theatre company who have not had a show in London for nine years. They've been away for a while. It was a top tip because I went to the last one, which was called The Drowned Man. It's one of the best things I've seen in my entire life. I'd never seen anything like it. And people are like, oh, immersive theatre. Like, that's like The Great Gatsby one, right? And I'm like, no, because that's more like secret cinema where you're going and you're partaking in the show itself almost because you're drinking and eating and the people are among you and then you might watch a bit of performance. Going to see Punch Drunk is an entire three-hour experience where you are given a mask, so you're all walking around, your phone is zipped in a bag, and it's like you're a voyeur on a different world. Yes, you're not supposed to talk. No, and you're kind of watching... So when you're watching these actors... Um, in this world that you've walked into you're you can see other people and you can walk as close to them as you want you can just walk around for three hours and you can just see everyone in these like kind of scream like masks 
and we couldn't talk to each other because we were kind of like whispering. But it is amazing. I was so excited for you. And when we went yes, in... Yes, I've never been before, but I've always heard... I Obviously, I know of Punch Drunk, but they've been in New York with their show Sleep No More. And that's been sort of set residency, a permanent home in New York. They've got one in Shanghai. And now they've got a permanent base in London. In, in an Woolwich. old In Woolwich, in an old Arsenal, like a... Grade two listed building, Yeah, basically. like a huge old warehouse yeah. that used to make arms. So that's now their new permanent home with this new show... The Burnt City. And they let you in, they give you your mask, you can, um, yeah, you have to zip your phone in a bag, which they unzip it, they clip at the end. And then you're kind of fed through in groups into these black rooms. And I wanted to talk just a bit about like the beginning of it, because I felt like the beginning of The Drowned Man, you went into a lift, uh, you were all in your masks. And that's why I kind of grabbed you and I was like, don't let them separate us. Because people were being separated. It was a very dramatic start. This start felt a bit more like we were in a room. We were looking at artifacts. There was audio played in. We were give, we were starting to like be prepped for this world we were about to enter, which is set on. Um, you can read about it. It's no spoilers. It's um, set on like Greek tragedy, isn't it? And I thought that was a bit of a lackluster beginning for me. What did you think? Let's just quickly do a non-spoiler for anyone who's already got their ticket. It's going. It's best to go not knowing too much. We'll just say. I think my advice. No, in... I think thing is though, Oscar. I'm like. We're not going to give anything away in terms of what we've seen that much. Okay. But I feel like this is good for people to know stuff about what to expect because we... That's true. You, okay, yeah, fine. You well, missed let's stuff not... and I wish I had found out, like, key information. I was boiling. Oh, were you hot? I was so hot. I had to take my top, my t-shirt off and I had a crop top underneath. I okay. Folded... Well, this yeah. whole review, let's talk about it then without spoiling anything, but give some helpful advice. I think and if so. you don't want to listen, don't listen. Exactly. Okay, fine. So... I'm not doing no spoilers. I'm just like, if you want to go and you want to get, be prepared, let us tell you about it. Kind of okay. Thing. So. Uh, well, oh, so then I was just saying, you went in, we're in the black boxes, we're looking at artifacts, they play an audio, and then you you kind of go into the world. And for me, I felt like that was a little bit, not I a great, felt, not yeah, a big so, start. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it was an okay way to kind of ease into it. Do you know what it did do well, actually? What that going into the different rooms of the exhibition did do, and is probably quite an important, almost like safety measure, is that it acclimatised you to having your mask on and being in the dark and, and moving quiet. through rooms. Mm. So I feel like that was kind of... Because it's worth noting that you have your mask on. They, they do say the mask will fit over most glasses, but they recommend you wear contacts if you can. But for anyone who's not like light of foot or maybe has any mobility issues the whole show is quite dark you do have a mask which obscures your peripheral vision ever so slightly so i feel like those early rooms i was a little bit like where where am i so it's a really good point or if you're a tall claustrophobic maybe that was an acclimatization process you you don't like to be have your face covered that would be your you know you can't take it off you really can't so i feel like those rooms maybe were like uh, this is acclimatizing you to seeing in the dark and then you slowly went out into the wider thing and without sort of saying what any of the sets look like it's huge like these warehouses they've got are really big and I thought that was really impressive and it felt quite epic walking into such a vast space and just looking at everything all around you so right from the start I was kind of like wow this is big it's really cool and I would say right up the top that it was so big that I kind of assumed that that was the extent of it. Yes. The bit that we started in. There were some rooms going off it and I thought that's it. However, we discovered a, a good 
hour or two in that there was basically because it's not section. a Greek tragedy we were in Troy that no ride. we were in Greece oh we were in Greece and, and then it was only when we were like through a back corridor that I like grabbed your arm and I was like there's something downstairs and you were like yeah. okay you thought it was a fire exit that's the thing all the doors for safety again they do have to be all the fire exits are labelled. So I kind of just, I was like, I don't want to go down that corridor because is that not just a fire exit? Yeah. So I would say to anyone going, don't be put off by fire exit signs. You'll know quite clearly if it's like a, a no-go or because they, they have some stewards posted around. So just explore everything. Because um, then we went downstairs and we discovered a whole other world. And the other thing that I thought I'd mentioned to you is that there are 54 performers. Yeah. And 28 characters, we definitely only saw, I'd say, 16. There's no way we saw 54 performers. There are things that we didn't see. That's the thing. This is one of those shows that's going to give you such... That's going to give you such FOMO, potentially, because there's always things where you'll think, oh, I didn't see that, or I didn't see that. But I kind of thought that, you know... Oh, I forgot to tell you. So Thea... My friend who went to see it, when yeah. I got home, I, I, I was like dissecting it with her and I was like, tell me your experience yes. because I want to know, did I miss things? And she said that the 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 underworld that we found, say, in the last hour... The Troy. The Troy. Yeah. I was like telling her about that and explaining it to her. There was a second level in that Oscar. Um, there was an upstairs. Yeah, so we, there, we, there's definitely bits so we missed in So we only were in one level of that with the arena kind of, yeah. that big round. There was a whole second level upstairs, oh. which we didn't find. Well, so I do feel like there's things we didn't see. But what I do think that we did, and this is a way of doing it, is that we tried to follow certain characters. Like, we followed... And that worked. And that did work. So while we didn't maybe see as much of Troy as maybe I'd have liked to at the time, I feel like we got a bit more narrative by following... We followed the sort of goddess character. Because the first time I went, I didn't realise that the story was on a loop and it wasn't, it was, you told me they perform it twice, didn't they? Well, I realised at one point, I was like, oh, that's what we saw when we came in. I saw it looping. Ah. So I'm like, we don't need to follow that again now. Yeah. Let's not go upstairs like we did last time at this scene. Let's go. Yeah, it was brilliant going with you because when I went the first time with my friend, we were just like, oh, just walking around. And I, I could see other people doing What's that. What's a drowned man? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. When I, when I went to the drowned man all those years ago, we had never seen anything like it. So we kind of walked around it like it was like it was almost an installation, yeah. which is very easy for people to do in this, to yes. just walk around being like, oh, there's just people performing. I mean, you can enjoy it that way. And it's worth noting it's there is storyline because it's based on these Greek myths and the all the characters have their motivations and their actions, but they there's no speaking or very minimal. They make noises. It's mostly dance. It's mostly physical. Sound design. It's there's movement. some really cool sound design in it. The sound it? design is absolutely incredible. The whole production of this, I was looking at the credits today and I was scrolling for like 20 minutes on their website because the amount of people that have gone into this is vast. To have that many audience moving, to have all those interactive lights and sound all working across that huge space... It's massive. So it's directed by Felix Barrett and Maxine Doyle. And remember, I mentioned Maxine Doyle the other day because she choreographed one of the Ballet Boys pieces that I saw recently. She's the co-director and choreographer of this. And I just, I'm so impressed by how all those lighting cues and sound cues all happening at exactly the same time. It's just baffling. I would say the stagecraft in this show is like like no other. That's the that's the. Yeah. The biggest thing about it, really. Whereas the, in The Drowned Man, the one that I saw like all those years ago, their other production, I felt like the storyline was better. Mm. Well, this, because it's kind of Greek myth, had a lot going on, but 
So you, it was kind of good because you didn't have to follow it too much. You got that it was Greek, like someone's being sacrificed, someone's not. I was like, three hours is a lot. I feel like I would go back, though, because I would... I don't think you have to follow the story that much. I feel like you can, and you the can other just experience worth, The other thing worth saying is there's a bar downstairs, a cabaret bar, but oh, literally yeah. a bar where you can go and buy drinks, drinks, You snacks. can take your masks off in there. Yeah, so if you want to break there. or you want to just be like, we've done that, we've seen that world, so let's go have a break and then... Maybe yeah, if I we went there, got water. yeah. So I feel like if we did go again, we would experience Troy more, mm-hmm. and maybe we'd sit in the bar for half an hour and just watch that performance, like the cabaret in there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's just that because it was our first time. It's not cheap. We'll talk about tickets. Like you spent a bit of money. I felt like I really wanted to like get everything, see everything. But I'm definitely, definitely and because going of again. my experience of going nine years ago when people were saying to me. Did you see the clown in the basement? Yeah, and I was like, kind of I missed everything. something that day. And that's why I said to you, we run. When everyone's running to go with those characters, we run too. We're not going to miss things. Yeah. And we really, I, I'm like proud of us. We followed some good stuff and we got some, I think we got some good narrative through lines. Not that I was like, oh, I totally know what that character's doing. But we got to follow a character's journey from one thing to the other, which gives you a bit more of a sense of of seeing something rather than just seeing snippets. It's so fun talking. Just when I was talking to my friend that had been, I said, God, what, what the, within the first half hour, I was watching this beautiful man having a shower naked. And then a girl comes in and, you know, I was just describing something that yeah. had stuck with me. She didn't see that. No, because there's lots of things. Yeah. There's going to be so many things. You and it's see so you fun. Don't. It just makes you want to go again. Um, I would say that we, we pretty much stuck together because it was just two of us. We kind of did see everything together, but I think two is the limit. Like, oh, if you go with three. We nearly lost each other twice. Yeah, which is fine. You kind of have to just experience that. And they tell you at the beginning, leave your loved ones behind, like, because they don't want you constantly, they want you to just be immersed in what's happening and not thinking about people you're with. And, but I think with two of us, we kind of were enjoying going around it together. But I saw a couple of larger groups at one point that were in front of me and they kept turning around and stopping. And I'm like, girls, you've lost your group. You two are together now. Like, I felt like they were in a bigger group. And yeah, I'm like, so right. you've got to let that go. Yeah. Just stay with one person because that's easy. God, you can hold someone's hand and so move. so irritating. But they were like turning around. I'm like, no, that's it you know when those people We're like, in a tiny alleyway in Troy. People would just moving. stand in, in front of you as well. Did you see that? Like a couple of people literally moved and stood right in front of me. I, was oh, like, I, didn't, mind, I didn't mind that as much. Because I moved in front of some people, you just you just move in and out of the space. I feel like, mm. and you kind of just have to move. Oh, I don't like being around other people. There are yeah, there's quite a lot of people. So I will say that that yeah, there is. You have to wear um, masks, COVID masks, yeah. masks and masks. So two sets of masks. But yeah, it was brilliant, and I'm so going again because there's so much more of it I want to see. It was such an experience. So... Let's talk about tickets. Let's talk about tickets. Our tickets were £78.50, which is how much it costs to go, I think, to most performances. I feel like a Friday night and a Saturday might be £89.50 for the standard. There's also a VIP, which means you get access to a VIP bar, like a separate bar. I don't think it's worth it. No. And then there's a premium standard or something, which gives you, you can skip the queue, but there wasn't a queue. There was no queue. It was brilliantly staffed. Can I just say? The staff were incredible. Staff were incredible. Well, again, when I look through, everyone is credited on the website, all the stewards, everyone. So they've taken this really seriously. The whole thing has to run. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. Everyone has to take it seriously. Just even getting in and getting out, spot on. Perfect. So... 
you can buy your tickets for £78.50. I wouldn't recommend getting any like VIP no. stuff. Just everyone's getting the experience. So £78.50, totally worth it. But for my second trip, like I don't know if I'm going to shell out another £78.50. No, I'm not spending another £80, essentially. So what we're going to do is the timeout. One of the lottery. sponsors is timeout. And on the timeout website, you can enter the lottery um, you have a whole week to get your, you give them your email address. And then on a Thursday at three o'clock, they release a load of tickets. They let you know if you've signed up that week and you get to put tickets for £25 for any of the performances from the following week. And this happens weekly. So you have to enter it each week. So each week you need to give them your email address again to sign up for the, for the, for the Thursday release. Oscar, this is so confusing. Is it? Yeah, so all over again. Basically, I gave them my email yeah. as soon as we got out on the train home. I was Did like, you? Yeah, just because I wanted to see how it worked. I wasn't okay. going to go again a week after. I want to give it some more space. But I signed up. So today I got an email from Time Out saying, 3pm today, tickets go on sale. Okay. So tomorrow, Friday, I'll have to enter again. Why am I not Thursday, getting this? Just, you have to just enter each week. You have a whole week. To, you have until 10pm on a Wednesday night to enter. Oscar, why are you just naming different days? Just go on time out. <laughs> Wednesday, website. Thursday, Friday by 2pm tomorrow on a Thursday. <laughs> Honestly. Sorry. You have to sign up before Wednesday at 10pm. Oscar! That's... To exceed no year, five years, but no more than three? What? <laughs> the train leaves... The station at 4pm, travelling 50 miles per hour. <laughs> no. Okay, right. Starting from the top. There's a bag of grain. <laughs> and a chicken in the fox. No. So you basically go on timeout, you enter, you give them your email, and then you get entered into the... You have to do it before 10pm on Wednesday, basically. And on a Thursday... Oh, I'm not doing this well, am I? Just go on Time Out's website and let them explain it. It'll all become clear. Suffice to say, you have to enter it each week for a chance to get £25 tickets. They are first come, first serve, though. So it's like at 3pm on a Thursday, you go in and you try and get your tickets and hopefully you get some for the following week. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to wait a few weeks, obviously. I'm going to, this runs until December 4th. So we've got a good long while. It's not saying December 4th. It's an American way. Yes, you know it is. So when you say glad wrap, 12 for 22. 4 22. 4th of December. (laughs) Yes. It runs until, so that's a good long time. I think it will extend past then because as I mentioned, Punch Drunk have their permanent home now at Woolwich Arsenal in this building. So I feel like, I can't imagine them stopping this production, starting afresh just yet. I think Sleep No More ran in New York for a few years. Did it? Yeah. So I think this will run, if it sells well, this will run longer. But anyway, you have until the 4th of December at the moment. I'm definitely going to try and see it again before then. I think I do too. I'll give it a month or two and then I'll go back and experience it all again. I'll do it all differently. I'll set up camp in Troy. You know, I might pop over to Greece, see what's going on. Chill out in the bar for a little bit. Yeah. So I think... 25 and if, if you got those 25 pound tickets wow you're going to get an experience 25 quid um i really like the journey out to willich arsenal on the dlr as well it's i got just... the willich ferry for the first time in my life oh well I got do the... you know what can i give you a tip yeah if you go on the willich ferry in yeah. your car yes um put the brake on like no, put the brake on your car didn't put the brake on my car <sighs> it, as the boat was moving my car was moving to the side because oh, i just gosh. put it in neutral you have to actually put the now brake. who's an american not using a handbrake crazy yeah crazy it was my car moving very slowly anyway 
So, Willett Arsenal is where it's on. It's on until the 4th of December. You can enter the lottery for £25. If you haven't seen it, though, I recommend just like buying a ticket for £78.50. It's such an experience. If you go with a group, then don't expect to stay with them. Go off by yourself or just stick with kind of one person. But if you're in a big, if I was in like a big group, I would probably just go off by myself. I wouldn't like try and stay with any of my group. Whereas because it was just the two of us, I wanted us to sort of do it together. Definitely, definitely. And I do think it is worth following, trying to follow some... Follow for a bit, yeah. Follow for a bit, because otherwise, you you know, it's a three-hour experience. You can't just walk around. I don't think you can just bumble around for three hours and then suddenly be like... What are these people doing here now having a fight or yes. now doing this? Like, but you, you can come to... in halfway through a story and then follow it for a bit. But I yes. do think you're, yeah, yeah, don't just kind of flit off to something else. Just try and follow a character. So you get to see two or three scenes with them. So you feel like you've got a bit of story with one person. Well put. But it's so incredible. I we mean, loved the Burnt City. We loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's, if you've never been before, it's just the feat of engineering to put all that together, all those spinning plates, you've got to do all it. that. It's incredible. You have until the 4th of December. Hopefully it'll extend, but it's so worth it. What an experience. Loved it. Incredible. Punch Drunk just deliver. God, it was so good. Absolutely loved it. You've got to go see the Burnt City, whatever you do. It's something not to this. You cannot live in London and not go see something like this. Yeah, you're right. It's what it's all about. And that's it for this week. What an amazing week. We saw both those shows in the same week. Both incredible, both in their own way. And in um, completely different venues. Yeah. We haven't got anything booked for the next few weeks, so we'll go and see, hopefully try and go and see something on a whim. I want to see Jerusalem with uh, oh, Mark Rylance. They're doing a rush every Monday they release their tickets. Don't get confused now. But on a Monday... <laughs> They do rush tickets, okay? At 10am. At 10am on the website. They're £15, but they are up in the balcony, and I do like a rush where you get quite a good seat, but it might be my only option, because I've seen some returns come in on the day for, like, stall seats, but they're, like, 100 and something quid, so maybe I'll just go 15. I wish I had sat closer for the ferryman, because they spoke in really thick Irish accents, and I found it hard to hear what they were saying. I don't know if this is Irish. I don't know what accents they're doing. I feel like... If anyone can project to the cheap seats, it's Mark Rylance. That's true. I but just... yeah, that's that's the show that's kind of on my like. I must go see that soon. It's not. It's a limited run, so I'm going to try and hopefully see that soon. But until then, we do have the new World Ballet to look forward to. So, really but hopefully, we'll see something that. else in between. But in, um, until next time, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. I've been Oscar. I'm Alice. Still Alice. <laughs> Still, it's like the film. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's depressing. (laughs) But this has been Theatre Club Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.